0: This is Three Valleys Radio. And you're about to listen to Football Bloody Hell. Our guests tonight are Mr Rick Hyatt, AD Hopper, Josh Staunton from Yeovletown, And former Yobatan favourite Kevin Gall And between us we're gonna put football to right. Evening, guys. Evening, Josh. How are you? Evening, Eddie, Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. You? Yeah, not so bad. Uh, and Rick, you okay, old dog? Yeah,
1: yeah, not so bad. The sun's out. Be the cricket season soon.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> uh, a good it's, thing. It's been quite nice this afternoon, hasn't it, really?
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know what? I've. I'm, I'm, you know, Kim, don't you, down the road, Rick? Kim, yeah. fa- Kim fa- she's insisted I try this, this gadget to try and help my legs and uh, so I'm sat here, I've got it's it under a the No, it's not a wheelchair, you cheeky git Um <laughs> it's it's um I don't know, it's something Ian Botham recommends or something. It's like a it's like a vibrator but you sit you put your feet on it. And yeah. like... so I'm just sitting there with the the this thing vibrating my feet. So it's it's yeah. it's real high tech technology, I'm telling you. You know, but there you go. Anyway, that is
1: where the, that's where you and Ian both and the comparison ends, is
0: it? Probably, yeah. Probably, mate. Yeah, yeah. But you know, there it is. Anyway, it's been a, a funny sort of week, really, with um, you know just just the FA Cup ties and obviously you know the um, EFL. But uh, Premier League wise, it's been a bit bizarre, hasn't it? Really, because um, obviously United haven't got a game for two weeks, which I hate. Um, even when we're losing, at least we're playing. But, um, but what do we all make of the FA Cup, first of all? Let's start with that. City got to play Liverpool, which uh, means at least one team will go out. Um, and Chelsea against Crystal Palace. What do you reckon, Rick?
1: Um, I'm not as cynical as my brother, who said that now that they've got to the semi-finals, they don't have to keep heating the balls up to keep City and uh, Liverpool apart, yeah. to keep the BBC's interest in it or whatever. But... Uh, uh, no it's good. I, I I think it's good up the Palace basically. Yeah. Cuz they played they played so well at the weekend.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and the Forest, I thought Forest were a bit unlucky. They 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 you know, they more or less held their own for the whole game and just one mistake and bang they're out.
1: Well, Forest Forest have been the team of the FA Cup, haven't they, really with yeah. their with their results knocking out Arsenal. Yeah. And uh yeah. So yeah, so it's just a shame to see him go to uh Un- unusual, I suppose these things even themselves out, so uh, Liverpool must have had an awful lot of bad VAR decisions sometime when I wasn't watching, because yeah, if pro- they're evening out...
0: Yeah, I'm sure you're right there. What and what did our uh, our senior executive from Liverpool Town think about it then, uh, Mr Staunton, what did you reckon? Um, I didn't
2: see him Maybe I was otherwise engaged, but um, uh-huh. uh,
0: I suppose it's nice, see bit... di-
2: it's nice to see some different teams team's yeah. in there this year, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Like, it usually it's the same old faces, isn't it? But um, it's all a little bit of the Palace game. It, they look quite good.
0: But of course, um, um, I suppose we're a little bit remiss, really. We ought to just drop into the conversation that well um, actually won on Saturday. Yeah. Is well, that that
1: is most... Josh,
0: is, Josh, is that what you were
1: busy doing when the rest of us were watching FA Cup games?
2: <laughs> I don't know when the FA Cup games were, to be honest, but... Um, yeah, it was actually winning. We won, so it was quite nice Quite nice to enjoy a weekend rather than sit there groveling.
0: Well, well, tell us how the game went then, Josh. I mean, how good were Dover or conversely, how um, bad were they? Uh, they weren't horrendous. They
2: weren't a bad team. It was quite a scrappy game. The pitch was uh, quite hard and, and and like there wasn't much grass on it and uh, it was quite windy, so the ball just kept... No one could really get hold of the game. It was just kind of Getting away from it, everyone. And, it and, quite scrappy, physical, but we got the goals and kept a clean sheet, so... Yeah. Well, you,
0: you, you, you've you got a goal f- relatively, speaking. first task, wasn't it, Jordan Barnett's? Uh, ben Barkley. Ben Barkley scored. Ben Barkley, that's right. No, sorry. Yeah. Uh, live, live, um, um, live. what's it called? One of my app thing gave it to, to Jordan Barnett, but then I... Oh, I no, Jordan know. took the free kick. It must have been
2: quite early on. I don't know when it was, to be fair. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have a look now, but um, good goal, yeah.
2: 20, 20 minutes in, it was he took it nicely. his barks to be fair, yeah. Just um, stay cool and just pass it in the goal, really, yeah, yeah, over the goal I think. But um, it was good, it was we needed to get an early goal, and,
0: and, and you managed to hang on this time, though. I mean, that seems to be the crucial thing. You get a goal, and then you know, a silly mistake or something, and suddenly you want yeah. one, and everybody's getting nervous again,
2: yeah. We, we, a clean sheet's always nice, isn't it, Especially, yeah, to be honest, the the performance was the least important thing, least important thing that game. We just need to get out, change the habits and get back to winning. And, and, and I did, know everyone will say it was Dover, but it was good to get a win. Did
0: you did you get out of those habits? And I mean I know you got the win, so you you achieved it that way, but well, did you you'd feel like that think you'd... it's just a um, yeah.
2: dunno, know, because everyone was expecting us it's like a monkey off your back, really, isn't it, when you yeah. just get that first win after a while. So it relieves a bit of the pressure more than anything.
0: No, you um You've been Most struggling important. a little bit, haven't you, with an injury lately? You, yeah, I'm struggling. Can you I'm give us an update?
2: Yeah, uh, um, will see how, what's the best update. Probably I'm hold, hanging on by a thread. Now I've got um, two sports hernias, one on each side. Oh, great. So um, they're painful, but trying to manage them, having injections.
0: Yeah.
2: But it's sod's law, like I had an injection in the week, obviously, and, and then uh, just got knocked on the weekend and kind of... Mm-hmm. Upset it a bit, yeah, but for 20 minutes. But hopefully, set and I should, I'll be all right, get to the end if of the Josh, season. Josh, if you have an injection to get you through the game, how does
1: that affect you during the week training and whatever?
2: Um, some each injection is different. Like this one, I had a nerve blocker injected into my nerves in my groin, so it I could train it straight away afterwards. But if you have like a cortisone yeah. injection, it's three days, I think, off, yeah. But I've been managing it with. The, to be fair, the manager has been really good. he had been looking after. Route, but I haven't been training because I think I, all the time I can play within myself. I'm all right. It's when, it's when I, if I have to stretch, I feel like my stomach's going to split in half. Great. <laughs> right. So, um, so I try not to do too much in training. But yeah, it's but finding then, a balance, isn't it?
1: If you're ju- if you're just playing and not training, I didn't do Paul McGrath any harm. Any harm did
0: I? No. <laughs> One of the finest, yeah. finest yeah. central. Premier League's ever seen. So, uh, yeah, added a bottle yeah. of vodka a, a week, sort of thing, or a day, and he was he was as right <laughs> as rain. Paul McGrath, wasn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to manage the pain, really. Just try, it's it's a painful one. And it's just yeah. trying to get through as best I can. Hopefully, hang on till the end of the season.
0: When you say pain, though, do you mean pain in the context of when you're running or when you're tackling, um, or is it just like yeah, a, a constant sort of dull ache kind of thing?
2: Uh, it's kind of like a constant. You always know it's there, but then when you I might overexert myself sometimes and sprint or overstretch for a ball in it. The problem is it's right in your groin, isn't it? In your pubic mm. area. So it, yeah. it immobilizes you really. Like, really, It's right every time you move your torso. Like I might go up for a header and get hit or and it shoots all the way through your body. But mm.
0: it's
2: just one of those things you can't.
1: But having both done, Josh, at least if they're coming at you straight down the middle... You should be all right. <laughs> yeah, as long as no one's coming from
2: the flat. That's, that's a silver. That's a silver line, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, just got to
1: make sure. It's like when you have a stiff neck, and you have to make sure that you
2: never. Yeah. You just yeah. face frontwards. To be honest, I've had it for for quite a while now, and I've actually forgotten what it feels like not to have pain. So.
0: <laughs> I'm Evening, guys. Evening, Kev. How are um, you? I'm all right, mate. For those of you who can't see what I can see on my screen, uh, our fourth guest has finally arrived, and that is none other than Kevin Goal. Hello, Kev. How are you? I'm okay. I'll just introduce you to the rest of the guys. Uh, Josh Staunton, uh, current Yeovil midfielder. Okay, Josh, how are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, mate. Good, good. And uh, my mate Rick Hyatt, he's also here. He's not, uh, I remember Rick. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. Good, <laughs> that's you, all me? right. Good man. good, man. Good. Well, it's good to have you here. Now, now, although Kevin's going to join in the general conversation, one of the reasons we've invited him on tonight is because he's got some pretty big news for us all. It has actually broken for those of you who haven't seen it. And that is a date has finally been established um, with COVID, hopefully not going to uh, again. Interfere with it for the uh, what would you call it benefit game, testimonial game? I don't know what you're going to call it exactly. Um,
3: I say memorial game for Stano, I think.
0: Yeah, memorial game for for yeah, Adam Stansfield. I think
3: that's years
0: yeah. ago. Yeah, we lost we lost Adam a few years ago. That's right, but um, we haven't forgotten him. And uh, Kevin's been trying to get uh, a team together to play a team of Southwest Heroes. I think I'm right in saying. And, um, you know, it's been going for two years, this, hasn't it, I think, Kev? Yeah, we
3: had it all agreed in 2020, because obviously 2020 was the 10-year anniversary of Adam's death, so we thought it was fitting to do something in 2020, but obviously COVID hit and uh, sort of put a block to it, to be honest, and then we tried again last year, um, obviously when all the all the restrictions were getting lifted a little bit with stadiums and stuff, and They said that they were allowing like a thousand fans in and stuff like that. And we hoped that they might have done a little bit more, to be honest. But uh, it sort of didn't go the way we wanted. So we thought we'd wait and we were going to look at doing it pre season. But I think that Yorville, the sort of current team, was obviously the main priority. And I think the new pitch and stuff like that was being laid. So um, I think the. The manager didn't probably didn't, or the club didn't really want an extra game um, on the pitch. To be honest, so we thought it was probably best to wait. And mm. now the COVID seems to have vanished. I think that yeah. uh, um, it's uh, probably a good time, and I think for everybody to uh, to you know to get back playing again.
0: And I suppose we ought to uh, give thanks to um, Scott Priest, the the owner of uh, Yeovil Town, for allowing the game to go ahead now, because uh, you know, yeah. there's a lot of people waiting to see this game. I think.
3: Yeah, to be honest, I mean, I listen, I know there's a bit of disharmony with a lot of stuff that's going on with the club and fans and stuff like that. And, you know, I can understand to a point. And, you know, I think that, to be honest, I think we've got to sort of look past that, to be honest. And, and I think that the, the job that the boys are doing, you know, and the job Darren's doing, to be honest, with probably one of the smallest budgets, you know, in the league and how well he's done, I think he needs sort of, you know, Really good praise, you know, f- from that with, with the boys, that, you know, that have done really well. But like I say, we, you know, we've sort of stuck with it a little bit and tried to get this on, this game on, for a long time. But obviously, Scott um, and James and Mark, you know, in the club have, have been great, and uh, we finally last week uh, got it all agreed and stuff. And uh, yeah, we just we just sort of pushing everything um, as much as we can now to to get. As strong a team as we can, because I know that the West are putting together some uh, some decent names for the game. So it should be should be interested.
0: Okay, well, come on, give us some names then, because that's what. It no, really I can't. Work.
3: yet. Oh come on, <laughs> come on! You've got to give
0: us some names. Everybody wants to hear who's playing.
3: I know they do. Yeah, but uh, listen, if I tell you now, then nobody's going to go and buy tickets and stuff. I need to. I need to. Sell the hype a little bit, to be honest, and try and sort
0: of. Yeah, you can you can drop drop the odd (laughs) name and just just chuck just 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 chuck two or three in. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be twenty twenty four or more on the field, isn't there? So,
3: well, Scott Murray's obviously helping us um, get the Southwest Legends team together. Yeah, Um, Scott's been Scott's been a massive help. Obviously, I've known Scott since I played Bristol Rovers when he was at City. So I've known Scott, you know, a long, long time. And he's been great, to be honest, by getting, you know, a couple of the um, players, well, a lot of the players together, to be honest. So it's going to be a mixture of former, you know, big-name Bristol City players, um, Bristol Rovers, obviously Exeter. um, And we're looking at trying to go as far as sort of, like, Southampton, Portsmouth and stuff like that. So we're trying to make it as... Interesting for the fans. Uh, listen, I know the Oval fans want to come and see the all the lads that we're going to have playing, but I think that, that, you know, especially the extra fans, because I know they've got such a close knit with Stano, um, that to be honest, we want to try and reach as many of their fans as well to try and comfort the game as well. To be honest,
0: what about managers? Have you got a manager for each team? of course they have <laughs> <laughs> right, <well.
3: laughs> it, but you know listen, Who? it's obvious it's obvious who's going to be our manager i mean that's that goes without saying they can only be one person that can, can can do that job but yeah um to be all tisdale was going to be the southwest manager um but he's actually away um which he's absolutely getting about to be honest so we're uh we've uh we've been looking for a replacement and I think that that's all sorted now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's all, to be honest, H, we've, we've already got probably about 40 players, you mm. know, for both teams, you know, the, the, that want to come. I mean, I was, I was talking to Steve Soudan, who obviously, you know, and I was talking to him the other day and I know a lot of people want to, you know, would really fancy playing in the game who are X over legends. Um, where do we draw the line? And, and I've sort of made the point to say that you know I've you know gone ahead and wanted to organise this whole thing, and the whole game is really about you know Stano. Um, I mean, obviously, we want to try and celebrate as many people's lives that we've you know tragically lost, including the likes of you know Lee Collins. I mean, I played I played with Lee at Port you know. So it's all them kind of people that we want to we want to really sort of celebrate their lives. So. I think this is more about trying to keep it relevant to who played with Stanno, I think, on the Yorville side. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think we could probably have a list as long as our arms, you know, if, we, if, it, if it was just a Yorville Legends game, you know, a random Yorville Legends game, we, it'd yeah. probably be a lot different team.
0: Um, look, look, I've got something for you because um, when I was obviously working at Yorville when you were there, yeah. I don't know if you were aware, but we used to have a press game against the managers at 11 and I used to manage the press game, uh, the press team, I should say, and Gary used to manage the um, uh, yeah. you know, the manager side. Well, I have to say that I have got a record of 2-0. So I am available for a small fee if you are heart. struggling to get a manager, OK? Just put uh, it yeah, in there. We're good, mate, thanks. <laughs> well, thanks, pal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it could have been worse. He could have offered to play.
3: Yeah. I was gonna say glad he didn't say he played. Yeah. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> You'd have a job of getting my wheelchair all round the ground, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. No, it's
3: it, it's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good event and obviously, you know, the fact that the you know the the current Yorville boys and, and obviously Josh, you know, they're playing on the Sunday, you know, so us playing on the Saturday and stuff and obviously the manager's been great. Um so like I say, I can only say thanks to everybody that's been involved that is willing to let us put the game on. And obviously now it's sort of on me to make sure that we feel two strong teams that fans want to come and watch and hopefully you know, people will will, will turn out in their thousands, I'm hoping, um, mm. to come and watch.
0: Right, well, everybody at home, get a piece of paper and pencil or pen handy a minute and Kev's going to give us all the details now as to who's playing and also where you get the tickets and stuff. So what's the date, first of all, Kev?
3: So the date's May the fourteenth, right? Um, Saturday May the fourteenth. Um, we're going to have the Yorvaltown supporters game um, versus Exeter City supporters in the morning. They're yeah. going to kick off roughly around ten thirty in the morning. Um, obviously, Mike Ken Cross, who's obviously been running the sub- Yorville Town supporters game for four or five years now, I think. Um, you know, obviously, we've sort of got together and discussed this, and I think that was a big part. So. We've managed to get their game going ahead on the pitch as well, which is going to be big for them. Um, and then our game is going to be kicking off um, at two o'clock.
0: Two o'clock. It's okay.
3: Go- yeah, two o'clock. Yeah, it's going to be. We are going to make it all tickets, um, which obviously means no walk-ups on the day. We want to try and sell as many tickets as we can in advance for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as you can imagine, you know, nobody knows what the the sort of the reach is gonna be for this game. You know, whether a lot some people think we might only get a thousand people there. I'm hoping that, you know, listen, my, my, my aim is to fill the ground again, like it like it used to be. Mm. Um, but again, nobody knows. So stewarding wise we've got to be a bit careful because if people are expecting a thousand or two thousand people and then all of a sudden five thousand people turn up, we've got a bit of a you know an issue to sort. So I think that if we just um, I'm going to sort out over the next couple of days with the club of when the tickets are going to go on sale, which will be very soon. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, it'll, it'll be all tickets. So hopefully, I, I, you know, I am I hope that everybody will go out and listen, all the money's going towards, it's going straight to Adam Stansfield's charity, the foundation. So it's all for a good cause. Like I say, the, you know, the club, there's no benefactor for all this apart from Adam the Foundation so uh, you know I'd, I'd like to think that you know people will will want to come support the game but obviously support the the foundation too
0: and can I get the tickets online as well because I know Yeoville got an online yeah. facility
3: Yeah well I'm well I'm I'm hoping that they will be so like last time we had it agreed that they could buy them online on the club website yeah. and they could buy them by phone in the club shop and going into the club shop yeah. so I'm hoping it's going to be the same again. So obviously we've got a we have got a Facebook page which is YTFC Legends. Obviously I try and post as much myself personally on there. Um obviously Abby Carter's helping me organize the game and we try and post as much on there as we can um just about all the information so if anybody is on Facebook and social media we've got we've got all them and we try and give people as much sort of info as we can all the time.
0: Well, make sure you keep me on the loop as well and obviously we'll do everything sure. we can to push it um, no, because obviously, that, yeah. you know, we want it to be a success as well. No, okay, Kev, that. well, that's good. That's, that's uh give that a good plug, hopefully, and uh, hopefully you do yeah. get the sort of crowd that you want because that's, uh, that's yeah. very important because he was, he was such a nice guy, was was uh, Adam. That's uh, a dog lover. Yeah. I remember he always used to bring his dog up the ground a lot and a lovely dog yeah, it was yeah,
3: too. He was a great dad, and I think, like yeah. you say, he touched not so much just the Orville fans but... You know, the Hereford fans, the Extra fans and the Elmo fans, So yeah. I'm hoping that we reach to as many many people as we can to to come and come and see the game anyway.
0: Right. Well let's move on then. Um Everton. Defeat, bad defeat, four four nil What they, I think. Um mm. what do you think, Josh? I mean that they, they seem to be going all over the place, aren't they? I mean I personally don't rate Frank Lampard as a particularly good manager. I don't think he's done enough to prove he can be a good one, but um I don't know. What do you think?
2: Um, yeah, they, they got smashed on the weekend, didn't they? They, had, they? had a good result in the week, didn't they? Was it against Newcastle? Yeah. really, yeah. really late on. Mm. And I mean, that was a massive result for them, wasn't it, at the club? Because they would have been in a real, real sticky place if, if they didn't get three points there. But um, yeah, I don't think they're particularly good. I think they're one of the weaker teams in the league, definitely. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm, uh, the jury's still out on... Lampard, i think he's, i think it was a it was a hard job to walk into the Everton one mm. i think the players some of the players are down tools and, and it was just a negative environment it's never easy especially when he's very new to management isn't he so he doesn't know really know how to deal with the players and the them, and especially being a successful player them situations are all new to him yeah he never really had to face the challenges of being in a, in a relegation scrap so it's a completely different environment for him I would imagine
0: what do you, reckon, Rick? do you reckon? I mean, I, I think it could be enough to send them down. I know it was a cup game, but I mean, from a point of view of um, you know morale and, and keeping the confidence up, I should it must have been a huge blow to them.
1: It's a, it's, I think that there are three teams in the division that are worse than them, which will probably be what saves them. But I think I think Josh is right. If you're Frank Lampard and you've been an elite player, playing at an elite club, playing international football, and then you come. It, admittedly, it's not like he's dropped down into League Two or League One, or whatever, but he's still playing with players that aren't able to process things the same way he did as a player. So it's got to, if they can get through this, he'll probably be all right next season. Because I think he was a bit, it was a little bit hard done by uh, Chelsea because they were happy to have him in there. I know Tommy Tickle's come in and he's done really well, but Lampard got them through that period where they had the transfer embargo and they had to bring a lot of young players through. Yeah, and he did an excellent, excellent job at Chelsea with that. So I don't know. I, th- I think he's he's got potential, but it's it's certainly not going to be easy for him. No, from now on. But this this rest of this season is essential. It's, it's, I know it's it's an obvious thing to say, but it is a completely different task next season if he's managing a championship side, with, and all the expectation will be that they will breeze through the championship or. If he's going to be managing a Premier League club, um, mm. with the the comings and goings in personnel that that relate
3: to that, but I, I think he'll be all right eventually. Personally,
0: mm. well, what do you think, Kev?
3: Well, Everton is such a big club; it'll be a disaster for them if they went down.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would. You know, it's uh, his,
3: like, one big club. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I mean, like I say, he has walked into a tough job, to be honest, and. Um, it's funny because um, I just did my coaching license with obviously Mark Little, obviously who was at York. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, the Andros Townsend, he was on the course too. Who was obviously went to Everton. Yeah. And obviously we've got, we've got a group chat, and I know he, he got injured yesterday, but even he said, you know, even he said that, that it's tough and it's a completely different to what he thought it would be. You know, it's such a big club with big expectations. Yeah. And. I mean, I watched. I, mean, I was obviously watched a lot of fun. I watched the Newcastle game. And I mean, it was a, even. I mean, they nicked it late, but it was a poor game. I mean, they were poor. I mean, mm. again, you know, they got battered last night. So I think he'll find it. I mean, I think he's going to find it tough. You know, I think that's like I say. Look, look what Gerrard's done at, at Villa.
0: Mm. But
3: I think Gerrard's gone about what he's done a lot differently to Lampard. Like he's gone in and gone from top to bottom and literally. Gone to see the academy, you know, the younger players, and basically said that, you know, this is what my philosophy needs to be. Whereas I think with Lampard, he's just surviving. Mm. So he's survived. So I think it's a different uh, ballgame for him. But, yeah, you know, like I say, I think if they survive, they'll probably get rid of a few and spend a bit of money and stuff like they've done before. But um, it's going to be tough for him,
0: I think. Well, of course, Everton lost this... I can't think of his name, and even if I could, I couldn't pronounce it Probably, uh, but this Russian guy that they had on. So suddenly, uh, financial taps has been turned off, hasn't it, to a large degree, which is not going to help yeah. his, his cause at all, is it? Yeah. You know, if you suddenly take cool. take that out of the equation. And, and talking of Russia's, which we weren't, but... Um, uh, see that the the deadline for the the bidders for chelsea is is, is passed now, and they've had their six bidders i have no idea who they are, particularly they don't ring any bells with me but um what do we what do we think about that i mean is it you know is it all gonna go Because I can't personally I can't imagine you know you've got six bidders that presumably they've got to pass the fitting proper person's um act uh, with regard to buying the club. And yeah because that's effective isn't it well, yeah. unless they cha- unless they're yeah. gonna change that yeah well we know who's that
1: there? against Rick Pardon? <laughs> who's that against me no no completely you, you you know me kev i just i yeah of course completely uh unbiased in any way shape or form you know everyone's welcome
0: yeah except except <laughs> except, except two scrawny eyed Americans But we won't go into that now. But no, but I just, you know, I mean, presumably, I I, I guess the Football League, uh, not the Football League, the Premier League will have to get involved in in some form or other to help the government because the government surely are not qualified to be able to decide which of these six bidders is is the right one from the point of view of Chelsea, are they? So how does it work? Who gets gets the money? Well, again, I don't know at the moment. Does anybody?
3: I think it's the government, isn't it? I think that they've got to drive it all. And basically, as long as Abramovich doesn't earn any money out of it, um, that basically you can sell the club. Mm. So I yeah. think you set the limit. The money one and he
1: half gets billion, will be like
3: any any other asset; it'll be frozen. But
1: yeah. Chelsea will be free of free of here. him, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and the sanctions.
1: But yes, yeah. whoever whoever comes in, Chelsea are going to have. It's going to be a different situation for the football club because they're not going to have unlimited. Wealth like Abramovich was
3: prepared to chuck it at. Whoever comes in is going to be treating it more like a business. I would have thought. I mean, is yes, they are talking to some some sort of very very wealthy people who have put their names oh, yeah. in the hat. So yeah, so I'm I'm not sure. Listen, I think if you're going for a club like Chelsea, I think you know you'd be silly to scrimp and scrape to to do that. You're going to have to have sort of that kind of money uh, to be able to, yeah, yeah. Know, to take that forward. I think you're not going into that I mean, blind. Cost yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a mess. But I mean, look at the look at their salary. Look at their you know budget, yeah. and you know look at some of what some of the players are on. And you know these lads are on long term contracts. It's not as if they can just you know get rid of the lads. I mean, look at the mess. You know they've been at Newcastle. Mm-hmm. You know they've got you know the richest club in the world now, and they've got thirty five pros or something, and ten or fifteen of the lads don't even get the. Be in the squad and know any other squad each week but they're yeah. probably on 40 50 grand a week yeah. so you can't just get rid of players you know it's 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 not as easy as that you know like you know where we've played and you know you' playing you know the national league or you play in league two league one we you're on a year contract or you know a year and a half two years you know it's very much it's very different to that you know it's yeah. it's it's such a different ball game when you go into that premier League and top end of the championship
0: you can't really talk about him in the same breath can you it's so different in terms of financial you know remuneration um just to let you know we're gonna in eight minutes time they're gonna it's gonna go off and we're gonna have to redial again so uh (laughs) when it it does you will know what's uh what
1: fingers crossed
0: you're not used (laughs) to it kev but we are because you only get (laughs) 45 minutes or whatever it is
3: no, I am my illness. I ain't paying for the for the unlimited one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, why pay when you don't need to? That's that's my motto.
3: Exactly. Just
0: call back <laughs> on, mate. Yeah. But um, oh, I'm just trying to check the time in thirty, right, okay. Um, yeah, so um you know, do you think uh, do you think Tommy Tittlemouse is likely to leave or, or not? I mean, obviously United would like him. I'd like him as, as a United supporter. But uh, You know I, you I, were
3: like anybody at the minute.
0: Well true, yeah. Ragnick's not not <laughs> doing won't. a lot for me. I have to say He's it.
3: at the cricket. What's
1: he doing at the cricket?
0: Oh well they've got they've got his name he out there. They've got a game for me. He was
1: at the test match. You got Networking. the play for at the F one.
0: Mm.
1: Everybody's gone. There's oh, no one at home.
0: Oh no. Marcus is doing we're adverts for Google. <laughs> But uh, talking of United and Ragnick and one which it weren't, I know there's a big groan going out there because they all thought, "Oh, we ain't gonna have any Man United this week." But of course, we are. I'm afraid. Um, what about the prospect of, of rebuilding Old Trafford, or you know, do you go for a new stadium, or do you modify it and rebuild it, or what? What would you do, Rick? Come on.
1: Uh, I think it needs. Re- I think it needs redoing, and it's the only way you're going to get rid of the problem underneath the south stand. There's train line which is why united have only ever developed three sides of the ground. So if you were to knock it down and redo it that way, it gives you a chance to slightly move the move the stadium and make sure that all four sides can uh, can be improved and be of a similar sort of size. I think it's if it happens it's a good thing, but then is it just another one of those things that the lovely owners are just saying just to try and keep people happy and keep them off their back for a bit.
0: I'm sure Doesn't it matter. is personally, but what what about the aspect of uh, the fact that it's you know it's Old Trafford, it's been there for 1909, I think. I know it's been modified to. Close, and Hitler tried to blow it. To oh, pieces, I mean, didn't you
3: he? you go to the club and you go to the stadium and stuff, and it's like, you know, it does look like an old stadium compared to all yeah. these mm. these new stadiums now. So, are Man United going to be able to? I mean, it's going to take years and years to rebuild or develop develop that again. So. I'm not sure. It's supposed it looks, maybe. It,
1: it looks like a stadium that has been an existing stadium and it yeah. has been
3: expanded on the original yeah. footprint.
0: Yeah. You go underneath, I was, it's open.
3: all stone underneath. And it's yeah. just, I'm not sure.
0: Mm. I'm not
3: and sure. A, it, about it. This,
1: but at the time I was going up, I was going up a lot around the 2000 and the treble season and all that sort of stuff. It was cutting edge then. It was the highest mm. standard state stadium in the country and time's moved on and they've not actually improved it in any way since then so it's got to yeah. I, I think it's got to such a stage that Old Trafford is so far behind all the other stadiums you look at the Etihad or Spurs stadiums and it's not even in the same league and you know yeah. neat they've got the um, the attendances to capitalise on it so just just make it bring it up to par with all the other ones mm. now's mm. the opportunity
0: yeah what do you think, um, Josh?
2: Um, I don't know, really. It's quite a special place, isn't it? So if they restarted somewhere else, is it going to lose that history, that yeah. magic of being <laughs> yeah. Old Trafford? Well, if, but, if it's on the same site, it shouldn't do. But how, did, how would they do that? How would they build a whole new stadium on, a, on the same site? Where would they play for? I'm not sure, because that's what Spurs did, isn't it? They
3: rebuilt their
1: new stadium on the site of White Hart Lane.
3: They've got all they? that land, they've got all the car parks, haven't they? That's mm. obviously yeah. that they own as well, which is huge. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, of course, but, with the car park around it. But I'm I'm not I'm still not sure that there's enough room to room build to... another one while staying at the same one. No. And it caused chaos with the parking and stuff, I would have thought, so I'm not sure. Just, uh... I didn't know I didn't know Tottenham was at the same so that's still at White Hart
2: Lane, is it the new one? Yeah. 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 Oh right. Well just next to it. It was right next door, yeah. And what yeah. have they done with it? What'd they do with the other one? Just knock it down? It's just existing
1: land around it, wasn't it? I think. I mean, one thing that United could do is they could um, they could play their games at
3: the Etihad. I mean, it would be they're nice going for... to the... Maybe they going to the cricket ground. Well, <laughs> they could do, but
1: if they, if they play <laughs> at the Etihad, they've got all of that extra capacity seats that have never been sat. So that that would <laughs> that would be nice. Don't
3: Actually, be
0: bitter. Uh,
1: right. Get a full house every now and then.
0: <laughs> yeah, but how can you have owners that one of them decides to go to? Abu Dhabi, I think it was, and he has talks with Sheikh El Mansour, and we all know who he is. I mean, what's he doing talking to him? He's the enemy, for God's sake! You don't go going out to dinner asking really. him
1: for advice if he's got any sense. Well,
0: maybe some money. Yeah, yeah, money might be more like it, or some oil. But then it turns out that we're going to have a cricket team. Whoopee. Um, You know, are they going to play? Well, at if Old they Tafford? concentrate
1: on cricket, they might leave the football.
0: Yeah. Well, they might, yeah. That's true. Keep them out the way. Anyway, winning.
1: moving on, Adrian. Let's not talk about United all the time.
0: Why not, Tommy Abrahams Then, what about him? Twenty-three goals for Roma, which kind of proves something if he can do that in Serie. A mm. hmm.
2: It's different, though. It's a different game out there, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, it it's is.
2: Comp- it's so hard to to um, compare, which some of your strikers do well abroad and then struggle in England.
3: Look at Lukaku, you know. For example, yeah. like you know, he was unbelievable for the last couple of years, out you know out there, mm. scoring goals for fun. Comes back to England, you know, and I mean, don't get me wrong. When you watch him play, you know, he is a handful, but he's not really the same player that he was when he was at, when when he was there. So, I don't know. We we, we all know what it's like in football. You you can move from one club to the next. And I can tell you that firsthand. I, I I played for a lot of different clubs, and some clubs you fit in, some clubs you find more difficult, and you know it's. I think it's down to personnel sometimes as well, and and stuff. So I'm I'm not sure. It it, it depends. Did you ever He's find gone with Mourinho?
0: Did you ever find Kev when you were, you know amongst all your clubs that you had one in particular that that you know you didn't settle at that, that you couldn't get on with people there was, is it is it that prevalent or not?
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean obviously when I when I when I first left Newcastle and went down to Bristol Rovers and Gary Thompson was the manager, you know, it was it was great. And then all of a sudden, you know, he left. Ray Graydon came in and, you know, shirt and tied to training every day, no swearing, you know. I was knackered. <laughs> you know. So I I was on the next I was on the next bus out, so you know, and that's when I ended up at Yeovil. So it happens. I think that managers come in they have their own ideas um, and Josh will tell you firsthand. it's not, you know, it's it's never easy to, you know, to, to always be happy. I mean, people look at football and think, oh, you're a professional footballer, you've got a great job and stuff, but they don't know, they don't have any idea what really goes with it and stuff, no. you know, the, the day in, day out stuff. They don't see that. They just, they just see the Saturday. They just see the game on a Saturday and, have an opinion on it, but they don't. Yeah, see and, and it. everyone, everyone sees,
2: everyone sees the superstars and thinks For everyone sure. walks the same shoes as they do, and, and it's, it's far, far from that. Josh,
3: it? I've, not... I've always, I've, Josh I've always said, unless you're playing in the Premier League or the Championship, yeah, you know, top off of the Championship, you know, it's just another job. It is just you a know? job. Yeah, I mean, you could,
2: uh, there's bankers out there who earn way, way We're more money. money. So...
3: Absolutely, you know, yeah. and 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 and. Like I say, yes, I I, I I appreciate footballers work less hours. I get that. Yeah. You know, I, I do understand that. But you know, the privileges that people think go with it, it it's not as yeah. it's not always cracked out cracked out to be. I, I, no. listen, I, I played for a long time. You know, I had a long, a long enough career, and there was more downs in my career oh, than there was 100%. absolutely like ups. Up, up in football are very rare, aren't
0: they? Rare. Did you notice that Real Madrid got stuffed four 0 by Barcelona over the weekend? Yeah, and yeah, that, I saw that one. That must yep. have been a little bit of a a turn up because Barcelona are a fair few points behind um, Real Madrid at the moment, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but but Xavi's gone playing decent yeah. now. I was just reading reading an article about it. They've they've gone four three three, but it's he wouldn't have fit into the way he's got Barcelona playing now, but he's getting the yeah. tune out of them. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you've got to add into that all their money problems, haven't they? Because, well, they both have money problems to a degree, haven't they? Certainly Barcelona have anyway, I know that. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Um, they've got money problems, but they've got the money to bring in the likes of a Aubameyang and stuff, who was on 300 grand a week at Arsenal or something. Yeah,
0: So yeah. I think they're doing all right. Kevin, Finding ways. am I right in saying you're acting as an agent now? Is that what you're doing as a job? Yeah, I, I work with you remember
3: Lee Matthews that played with um, that played for Kim down at Yorville from yeah. on on Russell city yeah Lee started it um 10 12 years ago now so he's been doing that ever since so I uh, work with Lee and, and 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 do some stuff with players like I say age to be honest you know me I've had my career so I enjoy like being able to give other players opportunities so knowing loads of people in the game and stuff myself, it's easy to be able to pick up the phone and see what players they need and stuff like that so hmm. um yeah, just uh doing stuff like that mate to be honest, but it's it's such a tough industry now' because there's so many people doing it,
0: well, you presumably got quite a few contacts over your over the years that you've been doing it,
3: yeah so, yeah you
0: know, like I say it's I mean if you've got the
3: contacts and you can actually pick up the phone and speak to people and you know, actually get an answer from them. It makes everything a lot easier. But um, like I say, when they change the rules to become, to be a licensed agent and stuff, to be honest, the, the, it went from like 200 agents to four and a thousand overnight. So mm-hmm. you imagine, you know, they're all at the same games looking for the same players. And, you know, you get to that level of, you know, sort of league two conference level. And, you know, because people know that there's not that big, Agent fee money in it. They don't really bother with a lot of the players, and I still think that you know players need help. You know players need you know need be to be able to to ring round and be able to speak to managers and stuff because as a player, you don't really want to do that yourself. You know, so it's 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 it, it is a tough industry. Age to be honest, it is it is a it is a tough. I mean, I do. A lot, you know, with the with the younger players and, and stuff like that, because mm. uh, I think that it's, it's like rewarding, basically, to be able to see a player that you've picked up from maybe the street or you picked up from somewhere, um, that's nowhere, and put him into a professional contract. Do you enjoy it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like I say, so mm. yeah. You know, I mean, when I was in Manchester, and we I used to play two or three times a week on a, you know, with the sort of inner city kids. Yeah, and just to get some kids to turn up who were good, and ended up taking two. One of them went to Newcastle, and he's still there now in the 23s and, the, and his brother went to Wolves. So, like putting kids in clubs and giving them chances and stuff is, you know, I mean, I can't. You know, I'd like to still think I could play now, but fitness wise, you know, you know, you could, you can't get there. So, you know, if I can pass on any experiences to other players, that's that's what I enjoy
0: about it. Well, talking of agents, though, I mean. Um... Mino Riola or whatever you pronounce his name is how the hell does he justify the sort of figures that he does can you can you i mean you must know a little bit more about right. the ins and outs of it but i mean because of the players he's got i mean oh. you know like you know
3: when you've got somebody like Paul Pogba or Ibrahimovic on your books then you know you can go to a club and demand what you want because these clubs want these players so you know, when Pogba was coming back to Man United, I think he, I think he got twenty million, twenty million payout from it. Mm. But you know, if he hadn't have, if Man United not given him that, then he would have taken him elsewhere. The thing thing
1: so, is as much as we don't like the agents. No offense, Kev, but I mean the big ones because they're yeah. the ones that constantly whose names constantly come up. If you're a player <coughs> who's got that agent. You've got to think it's wonderful. You look at oh. Ibrahimovic; the way he's he's all over Raiola, because the money he's got him is amazing.
3: Mm. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about. I mean, yeah. players players have agents. You know, uh, they have them to get you moves. They have them to further your career. Yeah, well, ultimately, um, as a player, what you've
1: got, isn't it? Really, yeah. yeah Whatever, what you're doing.
3: Yeah, I've always said, and I still say this. You know, now. Every player finds his level. You know, Gary Johnson used to say quite a lot, as in, like, you know, you'll find your level as a player. And I find that wherever you play, you know, that career or that club, there's not many people that stay at the same club now for for five years, six years, ten years. There's not many. You don't see all these testimonials anymore. You don't see a lot of this and stuff now. It's because contracts lower down where you go. Contracts are one and two years max. It's not you know, you don't get these big contracts, so the higher you play, the sort of more the more money you can ask for. And then the more money you ask for, the more money you you know you can make as an agent. So I think that that's you know, it's that player power, I think, of you know, player in demand, you can sort of ask for more or less what you want, to be honest. A little bit. It's it's not a it's not an easy industry, like I say, because You know, there's so many agents and stuff now, and and with no disrespect to any other agents, a lot of them say the same thing. I can do this for you. I can do that for you. I can get you here. I can get you there. And they tell people that, hoping that they'll sign with them. You know, and 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 I think that, you know, honesty and trust is the biggest thing in the in the football and agency game, in my opinion, because I think if you if a player as a player. You know, if you have an agent that you can trust and you knows being honest with you, then you've got half a chance. But ultimately, a lot of these agents just tell the player what they want to hear. Mm. Oh, yeah, I spoke to him, but he's going to ring me back in a couple of weeks when he hasn't even picked up the phone to him. Mm. It's just to keep the player sweet and keep him on side. So it is a it's a funny, it, it is a funny, it's a tough industry to be in. But I think that, you know, there are, don't get me wrong, there are a couple of good um, agencies um, and good, honest people out there and stuff. But like I say, as a player, is finding is finding the right one and finding the person you can trust. I think
0: you got a decent
2: agent, Josh. Um, well, I've, I don't know how decent I've been with been with him for a long time. So since I was a young lad, so I've we built up a level of trust. Which
3: with him exactly, yeah.
2: With which for me is more. I'll, I've always been under the illusion, especially at like the level I'm playing at, like people. If you're doing well, people will come to you anyway, which has always been the case. So, you only—I've always thought you only really need your agent to work hard if you're not doing particularly well at this level, because everyone seems to know each other. It's a bit yeah. different if you're trying to jump a couple of levels. Probably then your agent has to put in a bit more groundwork. I don't—I don't know. Kevin, you'll be—you'll know more about that than yeah. me, obviously. But
3: yeah, yeah, I agree. With so you. I've always—I've
2: always based mine purely on trust, because as Kevin said, it's so easy for people to say they've called someone when they haven't. And so many young lads blindly trust an agent they've never met. Like I've played weird. with lads who they couldn't even they wouldn't even know what their agent looked like. If they stood next to him. Yeah. So I've always said I, for more than anything else, I wanted a relationship with with my agent, and I, I wouldn't throw that away for a, just for one contract. <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what. Well, and and again, going back to the agent side of that, you know, as you know, as agents, when you're trying to sign a player, for example. If you wanted to, you know, somebody wanted to sign Josh to their agency, they're not going to be able to get him because he's already got that relationship and trust with his own agent. So he's not going to just speak to his agent and say, "Oh, by the way, I'm going with somebody else now because they can get me a move here." You know, whereas he, you know, Josh has got that level of trust. So, but it so, is so
2: Kev, so many players do that, though, don't they? They get promised the world,
3: they do, maybe. and they
2: they jump ship and, and the grass is not always and oh, It comes back and bites them.
3: They all say the same things and, and yeah. I'm sure in a few of them say the same thing to you. They promise you and say I can get do this for you and I can do that for you whereas an agent can't promise you a move at all. Yeah. There's, no, there's, yeah. there's no way only for example only Josh can get himself a move. Yeah exactly. He's doing well on the pitch. It makes it easy for his agent to get him a move. If he's not performing on the pitch <laughs> then ultimately managers are not going to think oh well yeah I'll take him. So yeah. it's time to the player. So and a lot of these players like i say they don't they don't think like that footballers are very much where they don't think outside the box a little bit they just yeah. some of the younger players now they they get told something and they see this they see the lights of the man united the man Cities and the money and stuff and all of a sudden it's like oh yeah okay I'll, I'll, yeah i'll go with that and then you're stuck with your agents then you're stuck with them for two years mm, yeah so i i, I always say unless you unless you want to be honest with your players. I mean, I don't think you, you know, it's like going back to these like owners checks with clubs and stuff. You know, it's like, I think, again, you know, it's it's as an agent, I think that you've just got to be honest with your player, you know, and ultimately, like, it's different for me. I don't see, I, I don't ever see me as being an agent because I see it's like I build a friendship with the players yeah. and I try it's like a ment it's like mentoring the players. It's like I Especially someone like it.
2: yourself who's been there and done it. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah, a lot to learn. I mean, and you'll I mean, have I've made mistakes that. which which you would have well, lo- ta- taught you a lot, wouldn't they?
3: And that's and that's that's what I've said. You know, there's been certain instances where like decisions come up where you're like, Oh, I've gone do I sign a new contract or I wait till the end of the season and leave on a free and go somewhere else. Well like I can tell you what I think. You yeah. can take On board, and you know, and basically make your own decision. Of course, you're going to. But if you don't want to listen to that, then you know, what's the point in having an agent? You know, you know, it's like I say, I I see a bit different because when when lads play the game, and I've always said it, when you come out of football and you finish football, a lot of the players, you either go into coaching or you go into agency work because we've ever known, you know, yeah, I'm. I, you know, since 14 I left home at 14 I've never had an I, I, when I when I played when I finished at 29, 30 I'd never had another job I couldn't go to Asda and get a job because I was I, I wasn't qualified and, and I know that sounds funny but Ooh, yeah,
2: yeah. like
3: yeah. I couldn't do that you know because I'm not programmed for that I couldn't sit in an office all day every day like that's just not you know that's just not me so we've always known football so you tend to stick with your own yeah. and I think the agency side, people think it's very easy just to go into it and stuff. But for me, it's more about like passing on experiences I think to players and being able to like advise them in a in a certain way, you know. And I, and I personally think, like I say, more agencies should you know should be like that. But yeah, a lot of these agencies just run as a business. So yeah, you're not yeah,
1: yeah. At, at the level that you're working. Is it more a case of steering them away from serious mistakes rather than? offering them big shiny things making sure that they don't make serious mistakes
3: yeah the younger lads especially um yeah. for example the, the young lad um that i, well, their I heads will get turned
0: weren't
3: they yeah of course yeah i mean the young lad that i that, that i took up to newcastle in the first year i think he like nearly got sacked three times because you know he was going out you know he was going out night before a game he was you know getting in a car when somebody was drunk you know and these things I was trying to explain Mm -hmm. to them like you can't do that kind of stuff like you're now a professional footballer you know you've got to be able to manage what you do you go training yeah if you want to go out you go out for a couple of hours but you get yourself away keep out of trouble keep your head down this is your life now whereas I think a lot of players especially sort of younger lads who are at bigger clubs they, they, they don't really want to listen I mean they think the, it
2: lasts forever, the, don't they? They don't realize you don't realize at that age how quick it gets taken away
3: from you. it already, Josh, and that's what I think is the big thing, especially the younger players now. Yeah. I mean, for example, and this is nothing against Man City, and I know you'll probably like it, but you know, I used to go to you know the, the the you know the City Football Academy and stuff, and I remember one weekend, and it was an under-11s game, and. I went there, and a couple of the parents I saw dropping their cars off right outside the front door, and they were having some of the people parking their cars for them. And and I was thinking, you know, and I'm thinking, am I seeing right here? You know, and I didn't ask any questions, and I might be wrong, but that's just what I thought I saw. You know, so these parents are automatically thinking that their boy at 10 years old, 11 years old, has already made it. Yeah. So the expectations of these boys now coming up, especially at a younger age you who are getting signed at five and six years old. I mean, it's it's crazy. But that's the way the game's gone. You know, when I was younger when I played, you know, I used to just enjoy it. I didn't I mean I got lucky getting spotted playing for Wales in the fifteens, I got lucky, you know, but apart from that, where I came from, there was no there was none of this kind of stuff. You know, so it's The world's changed, the game's changed. So I think that the expectations of these players now at these different clubs, you know, and you see how many players get released every single year.
0: So, Kev, is this your your way of telling me that you haven't spoken to Ralph yet about me? No. (laughs) Well, Well, why not? You're my bloody agent, for Christ's sake. You're supposed to be speaking to him.
3: I'm obviously not doing a very good job, am I?
0: No, no. You can forget your commission check this week, mate. Dear me, I thought I'd, you know, I thought I've got a good agent here. He's going to put a word in for me, you know. Ten percent of nothing. Ten hey, percent, nothing. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. This is it. This is it. But um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a different
3: world now. But like I say, it's I. I wish I could have played in this era, like I say. <laughs> but I think, yeah, it, you know, would have been nice, but. You know, with no disrespect to the game now, the game when I when when I was playing, it was so much different. Again, so you yeah, know, and, yeah. and stuff. So, you know, you look at the Premier League when the Premier League first started and look at it now. You know, it's a completely different game. But look at some of the players that were then and some of the players now. You know, it's. Yeah. But listen, it's that's, that's how it is, and I think football-wise, you sort of you get an, get an opportunity to play and like I say, Josh is, is doing that for Yorville and, and like I say, I mean, I, I love playing for Yorville like I say and, you know, it was, you know, the best time and enjoyable time of my career um, and I think that that's why, you know, I've always said, Josh and I have this thing with the fans that fans seem to think that automatically when you play for a football club, you love the football club yeah. and it doesn't work like that, you know. No, I, no. no. I fell in love with the Yorville Football Club because they you know, because of the success that we had. I became yeah. a I became a Yorville fan. You know, you're not born a Yorville fan. So no, 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 no. <laughs> it you know, and and it's funny, you know, we always used to say this thing that there was only maybe six or seven Yeovil lads, maybe less in our team that were actually yeah. from actually from Yorville at the time. And, you know, we had such a strong you know, team spirit and stuff. And, you know, that was because of the manager. And, you know, like you say, it's it's similar now with, with what you boys have got. You're all from yeah. all over the country, you know. But I do see a real togetherness with the lads, to be honest. Yeah, you
2: know, yeah, you yeah. No, i agree. Yeah. You I know, very
3: I, close I do group. see that totally. And I think that, you know, what, what he's put together, I think that, and that's why, to be honest, Josh, that's why this game that obviously I've organised for Stan is quite, is such a big thing not just for me, but I think for the football club because yeah. there's such a distance at the minute between the sort of the club and the fans. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hopefully it'll do well to bring people back together. I
3: think, yeah, I just want to, you know, I mean, listen, if it brings 100 fans more to the club, great. A couple yeah. of th- whatever, you know, but I just think that w- when we played and the fans and the amount of people that we had in that stadium, and they haven't just gone away, they haven't just disappeared, these people. Yeah. You know, so it's not as if you know five or six thousand people have all of a sudden disappeared you know they're, they're still yourville fans, yeah. so we're trying to find a way to bring them back because like like I say, I think that fans do make a massive difference Oh, massive in, massive yeah massive difference don't they you know so yeah, I it's think huge. that's huge well look, I mean, just, look a couple of weeks ago when you when you played and there was you know there was there was a lot more fans there for the I think the f a cup game or yeah you know, yeah the, mm. Games and as a player, Josh, you know that's what you want to play in front of, isn't it? Yeah, definitely you know? the,
2: buzz, the buzz. And you, when you go away buzz. to like the Wrexham's and the Stockports and there's eight thousand people there, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, they really give, give you a lift. So hopefully,
3: yeah, like you, I say, you I'm hoping like that. Yeah, I'm hoping that it's, you know, like I say, listen, it might not, but I think that you know, the sort of the togetherness that we had, especially with the fans, H, you'll probably, you know, you'll, you'll. Yeah. you'll so, back me up on other you know, the sort of closeness we had. Yeah. With the they, fans were, and they were great the times. Cleaners. You can't you can't
0: get away from it. They were great. I've got some wonderful memories really. Well, look, chats. We're running out of time, solely. Just a quick one for you, Josh. Did you see the story about uh, the gaming in Argentina where somebody lobbed a grenade onto the pitch because they weren't doing very well? <laughs> no, Jesus. Yeah, that's next to your Town, right? Thank you for
2: all our ideas,
0: mate. Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was all over Sky Sports News, and I thought, oh dear, oh dear. You know, what's it coming to? <laughs> and uh, just to finish on a, on a, a you know, I'm quite a happy note, I think the fact that Christian Eriksen has. It would appear, anyway, he's very close, if not into the the next Denmark squad. I mean, what a what a way to come back from from you know what he had. I mean, you know, he was dead for a, I don't know how long, but not that long, but hopefully. But uh, but yeah, no, I think it's great. It's it's great the you know story that he's come back and uh, he's playing in the Premier League and he's back into the international team. What a what a what a what a way to come back from an injury like that, or you know, miracle, isn't it? It is. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, really. But look, lads, thank you very, very much for joining us. Kevin, um, make sure you keep us informed because we will keep pushing it on the programme all the time. Um, but we yeah. can't do it without the information, so just make sure you... you yeah, are on.
3: Yeah, well, I keep you I keep you informed all the time. It's just yeah. maybe you'll read your WhatsApp once every two days instead of once every week.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> um, <laughs> Josh, thanks for coming on board, mate. I hope thanks the old uh, injury is, you know, is improving and gets better all the time and um, you can keep oh. going. And, uh, you know, now you've got to make a run of, of I don't know, haven't you got 12 games left? Because you've got two on the trot now at home, haven't you? Yeah. Which must be a bonus, really, if we can if we can get over that home hoodoo because I don't think we yeah, play exactly. that well at
2: home. No, we're we're feeling the pressure, aren't we? Yeah,
0: definitely. So I think um, we've got to we've got to get a good result yeah. there. But anyway, yeah, thanks for coming awesome. on the show, mate, Ricky. Thanks, mate. Cheers, thanks for having me. Ah, no problem. Thanks for coming on, Rick. Speak to you soon. Yeah.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Never Cheers, a chore. Yes, boys.
1: Thanks, thanks very much, chaps. Thanks for, for
0: joining us. Cheers. See Cheers. you soon. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Bye bye.